Hey guys, this is Brad. Just wanted to take a minute to thank you, the listener, for listening and proving you have a growth mindset. Our mission is to curate information from the top influencers around the world. We provide you with real, actionable steps on how to improve in any and every area of your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, C-suite executive, or just starting your journey of self-development, professional development is all about growth. And you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you enjoy this content, please help us by liking, sharing, and subscribing. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Professional Development Podcast. Today is Wednesday, December 15th, and we're back to starting how we used to start with me introducing the episodes because we had some uh, goal planning session today and turns out nobody fucking likes the way we were doing it for the past few weeks. So we're not the Nelk boys yet. Not the Nelk boys yet. Yeah, not at that level. But um, nobody gives a fuck about us. Today's probably going to be a quick episode. Um, We've actually been spending like the last three or four hours going over goals, talking a little bit about where we were last year compared to where we are now, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, Grown fairly significantly, which we'll talk about that later. But we do want to talk about just goal planning in general, how we go about goal planning um, individually, how we keep ourselves accountable. We'll have some quotes uh, and all that good stuff. But uh, And obviously, we're going to talk about where we plan to go in 2022, both mm-hmm. with our like Bros and Business Networking event, also with the podcast. But before we do that, I think this is the first time in a while that we've actually had everybody here. So full field. That's dope, right? Yeah. Kind of cool. What's going on? Not much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little out of it. Dan's Dan's <laughs> trying to keep this as short as possible. He's trying to get home. So he's, this has got to be under. Dan's, I've been out of town for Dan's like a week. jet lagged. He's been in Cali. What have you been doing, Dan? Playing golf for national club championship. So winning the club championship. There's a national championship of all the club champions that want to participate. Throughout the country, so. And how'd you do? Not good. I got twelfth place out of. There was thirteen people there. One hundred thirty-five. <laughs> one hundred thirty-five. I mean, top ten percent doesn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, you're a one percenter. I'd be honest and say like that. I don't fuck around. It's actually really not bad, but I know you wouldn't take that as so. <laughs> it's not you, too you bad. Fucking suck. I would have taken you second place, but... and you need to get better and be better for sure. So, other than that, it was cool. I didn't have to wear a mask at all. But Brad has a different... Well, he goes out to Cali all the time. Yeah, I've, I've had to wear a mask like literally everywhere. I had somebody check my Vax card walking into an IHOP. <clears throat> an really? IHOP? Yeah. So. Jesus. So they changed that. Well, they just changed the rules I saw in Cali. I saw uh, Beelman posted something. Mass mandate back, yeah. back in effect. Oh, so maybe I, wasn't, yeah. I got out of there just in time. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lu- beautiful out St. Louis County's Dunzo on it though. Yeah. They removed it. I think people are starting to realize that a mask doesn't actually work. Like, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I didn't even know. I mean, I figured it was fading in general. Like, I go into basically anywhere that I go into, it's like, like even in the city, it's like 50-50 now. Like, majority of the people, I don't see wearing them at all. But, yeah. Bob, what do you got going on? <laughs> that was a rough transition. Uh, I'm not. Mu- <laughs> Nobody's fucking talking. <laughs> I'm trying here, man. The goal, the goal setting was wipe. Uh, was definitely exhausting, but uh, no, uh, not much going on uh, here, oh. man. Just busy with work, trying to close out the year, uh, traveling this weekend, heading to New Orleans, and uh, working virtually there for a little bit until um, head back home. So nothing crazy outside of just work, man. Trying to get some. Uh, get the goals figured out here for this year, especially between the podcast and personally. So yeah, nothing crazy going on in this world. How about you? Not a lot. Busy as fuck. Um, bringing on a new person, 
closing on a house, trying to figure this whole fucking Airbnb thing out, um, which is one thing. But before that, well, you manage mine too. It's before that. It's like now for a fee. Um, Now I have to like the idea of furnishing a house head to toe is so fucking exhausting. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know shit about fuck. (laughs) Like, there's got to be, there's got to be someone that you can pay to do that, which might be silly, but or I don't know. So a good a friend of ours from volleyball, Jen, like I was gonna say, is really good at that. So she came to the house with me, like with measuring stuff and like all this other stuff. What she measure? Yeah. Sheesh. 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 Are you going to hire She's helping a lot. Um, and it's taking a lot of the load off me. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But no, realistically, she's fucking saving me a lot of time and effort because going through every fucking piece of the house and like understanding what flows and what size furniture you got to have and how many beds you're going to put and in it's there. It's got to look cool. It's all got to look cool. Yeah. Yeah. Got to sell it. Yep. Um, so have that, <clears throat> like I said, new employee starting Monday. Uh, and then my fucking Filipino virtual assistant is just fucking killing Filipino it. Filipino princess. On, yep. Showing her ROI every fucking day. Just That's awesome. Hyper productive. Yep. I think she's doing just as much work as like Dan's three American people. <laughs> well, we had nine this week. <laughs> you this have week, nine. We have nine. No, we have nine, nine American agreements. People? Oh, you oh. guys do? Just this week. And we haven't even been able to get to the calls. Damn. Yeah, so uh, good time to be in recruiting, but yeah, just busy as shit. So I had a, with, I had a question. Uh, this goes back to last week's episode. Oh yeah, you said you had a question yeah. for us. So with uh, your guys' episode on emotional intelligence that you did last week, yeah, I, I missed it, but I had notes for it. I was actually sad I missed it, but... Did you cry? Wa- no, not at all. I wanted to know if there's anything in process with recruiting where you guys do an assessment for emotional intelligence that just like literally weeds people out beforehand. Because the way I don't, I didn't listen to the whole podcast because you guys lost me in the first 10 minutes last week. But um, is there a way that like you know somebody's going to fit that culture before you even place them into a position? Yeah. So um, there's personality assessments. And they range from just a five-minute personality assessment that I use all the way to there's there are services that will um, for executive leadership roles where you go in, you take an IQ test, you take a personality assessment, and then you sit with a psychologist and they pick your brain and ask you like all these situational questions. And then, um, fuck, what's the name of the uh, behavioral? P.I. Behavioral questions, yeah, things behavioral like that. Based. So, yeah. and you like you literally sit with a like actual psychologist and they for an assessment. You. So, yeah, like yeah. that's the high level. It costs like thirty five hundred to five grand per assessment on that. The stuff that I use is like twenty three hundred dollars unlimited but for the year. But that's cheap, you know, to make per sure the person's yeah. going to fit. Depending on yeah, because your your cost to hire could be like hiring the wrong person. Obviously, can be significantly more. So there's so what you're asking though, there's like for us as third party recruitment yeah. agencies, there's no standardization because if you go to you go to ten companies, they'll look for ten different things. Yeah, yeah. And like some will want behavioral based questions, some will want like the PI index, some will want them to taste like take like the the disc assessment. Yeah. yeah. So there's nothing being standardized across what we want. It, it's really all at the will of the client. Yeah, and, and it's on them. Yeah. And so the way that like we use them is just kind of. Hey, let us assess your top performers. We'll come up with a with a uh, set like personality assessment that works well with your culture gotcha. and your environment. Yeah, yeah. Is it a high A, low B? What is it? Yeah. You know, and then we will 
assess from potential there. candidates and if they match up with those profiles and we know they're probably going to work out from a personality assessment gotcha. standpoint. Um, I don't know if that works. Like there are emotional intelligence assessments, but these are more like personality assessments. Yeah. So a little bit different. Just making sure it fits the culture is kind of what I was after. Because yeah. And then something else I wanted to ask you guys from the recruiting space is, you know, we hear everything about this great resignation, blah, blah, blah. Um, are you guys noticing that like people in our age that are kids of baby boomers are the ones that are like not interested in showing up for interviews? I think you have this. <clears throat> like what's the demographic of the people who are like, I don't give a fuck. I right definitely now think about- it's, I think it's younger. I also. It's everyone, but yeah, the, the younger you get. Yeah. The, the more entitled you feel to actually a certain, a certain type of environment. But I just had a post the other day that I saw on LinkedIn and it was an older um, female who was just like, I'm not into your shiny office objects yeah. and things like that. And and so <clears throat> right now, it's definitely a candidate market in the fact that like everybody's hiring. There's 11 million job openings that aren't being filled. And <clears throat> so the candidates can make the rules. But I think that that's going to stop abruptly at some point whenever things change a little bit. I think, you know, I think we have student loans uh returning yeah, in, Uncle like, Joe. Uncle in Joe February or something. Didn't and keep so, his word. And and like God, I wish I had the stats. I made a post about this the other day. Um but like eighty six percent of people say they're not prepared to resume their student loans. So it's like, okay, so yeah. you were given extra money for a short period of time and then you went and bought a new fucking car yeah. and that was supposed to be going to student loans, but now student loans are coming back and you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that when those come back and inflation's uh, mix that with high inflation, all these things, I think that uh, people are not going to be as like picky, they're going to be like, oh, fuck, I need, I need to work. A job. Yeah. Because yeah. what, what I, I was interested in that because I just saw like a study that said that most of these kids of baby boomers are the ones that aren't worried about going back to work because the amount of inheritance that's happening right now is so many people are dying off and they're give, gifting their kids or they're getting to the age where they're just like, here, giving their kids a bunch of money. They don't feel like they have to work. Well, I still think it's going to be, you know, the 1% are going to inherit 1%. Like, you know what I mean? And so... There's going to be a lot of people that inherit, you know, $20,000 and think that's enough money to like not have to work for, and then they're going to be like, oh, fuck, I got to get back to work, you know? So I think you mix it with COVID and there was money that was given out to people, which some people did need it, you know? And, And then I do think that there was an assessment of their careers and, you know, some people were like, yeah, fuck this, you know? So I do think some people left because they weren't happy, but I also think that, there's a lot of people out there that are just being bitches. I have one more question. Have you guys seen with your new hires that you're getting, mm-hmm. um, as personally, like your business, have you guys been asked for a raise due to inflation? Now, I've only had both of my current people for under a year. Okay. So no. Also, I haven't been. Also, my people are producers and they weren't like, like full transparency, they weren't sold on a high base. Okay, they so were sold on the opportunity to make a lot more money based off what they do, and they mm-hmm. are luckily both very, very instead. Like they love the idea of like killing it. The more and, they perform, the more they get paid. Yeah, and yeah. we were talking about this in January. They're gonna have fucking awesome months, and yeah, it's yeah. like you know, Dan sent out something. Remember that text that you sent where it was like you had that screenshot and you were able to let your like have your manager like hit a goal for annual income for a year, which is mm-hmm. really cool. It's like. 
I've got two people mm. that are going to hit milestones that I remember like my first time making this amount of money in like a month yeah. was like fucking badass, yeah. right? So, but again, so that's, and I think that's also the difference between hiring somebody that's truly incentivized by like production and yeah. what they're doing as opposed to hiring someone that's like just like an hourly employee and they can kind of get by with getting by. Yeah, yeah and I, oh. like I have no problem with somebody asking me for a raise if they're, like profitable and doing good and like I'm not trying to be greedy or anything. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had anybody ask me one specifically for inflation, but I did have one person who's a very good employee and she's like, you know, I want I'm just like at the spot where like bills plus this and um just the role took a little bit longer. So that yeah, was yeah. my fault because I never had anybody in that role. Yeah. So it's kind of like I understand where you're coming from. And so I said, but you're almost at this point where you're going to get all these commissions and things like that. And I go, so I'll give you a, like oh. an ultimatum. And it, it was a substantial increase on base, but we'll never talk about your pay for like another like 18, 24 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you can get a percentage of all the things that are about to happen. And, you know, so. Okay, then Sal, Rich, about you guys. Have you asked for a raise yet? I, I have, yeah. There you go. There good you boy. Go. Good There's boy. nothing wrong with that. I got it. So, by the there way, you Sal, yeah. if you if you want to ask for a raise, it's like I put together, uh, basically, I basically like plagiarized Tim Ferriss's whole thing. Uh, Tim Ferriss combined with Ramit Sethi, but I've taken those two combined to create the ultimate like ask for more money. Dude, I would be the like the most unloyal employee in the world. <clears throat> I'm still waiting for my yearly review. It's supposed to be back in September. Really? Yeah. Look, if you know you're fucking good at what you do, there's nothing wrong with asking for a raise. There's studies that show that if you like quit your job and start like go somewhere else, you make more money, like substantially more money over the years. Well, I think you have companies that do actually fuck people over where you have, they don't, it's not cost of inflation and all the bullshit. They're not keeping up with the cost of the market for a particular job. So Let's say you're Betty and you started in 1999 yeah. as a paralegal and then you made $32,000 and and then you got that small increase and now it's 2020 yeah. and you're making, um, you know, so you're making, how much did I say? 30, 32 or something. 30, so 3% whatever. raise every year. So let's just say now you're making 40. Well, you, you know, but they're going to bring somebody else in at 55 because that's the yeah. fucking value. But you got fucked for staying for yeah, so long. That's so crazy. it's a very yeah. interesting dynamic um, way to, to look at it. As so, business owners, we want that loyalty. But as an employee, I would be fucking... I mean, I've yeah, given money. multiple raises in the same year for somebody that brings value. I'm yeah. looking... I mean, realistically, like that's why I wasn't a good employee. Like I was looking for every possible way yeah. to make more money without doing as much. Yeah, Because there are people that make more than their value. For sure. Yeah. You Just know? because of so the why times. can't it be you? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck. So, so how long have you been at your job? So since uh, October or September, it'll be five years. Five years. Yeah, how many raises five. have you had? I mean, it, it's a raise. It's like every yearly. They'll okay. give you a raise. So you usually get it every single year you've got yeah, a raise. Yeah, it's like a yearly review. It's just, they'll increase by like 3% yeah. or something like but that. But how would it feel if they brought on somebody green at, at like 10K more than you? Piss me off. Yeah, exactly, right? so, but that shit happens. Well, and also, I mean, realistically, it also comes down to communication skills. Like, if you're not negotiating your own shit, well, no, I agree. I mean, I, that's I totally your agree fault, with that. Yeah. Right, and we we see this as employers. Yeah. Right, when you can be flexible on the base salary that you give people, it's like it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, qualifications matter to a point, but it's like as business owners, we want to maximize production, and we've got to stick 
to budgetary hey, requirements, if, just like well, every hiring manager in a different company. If oh. they walk in the door and they say, I want X amount of dollars, and that's what you give them, and they're happy. Well, I think for what me, more is there to it? I'm looking at exactly. it as, okay, I'll bring you on, but paying you a premium is a risk for me. And once you prove your value and trust and things like that, fuck, take the premium. Take yeah. premium plus. I don't give a shit. You know, but I, yeah. I never go that hard on that. And, and not to go too off the rails on this, but I have a client who's dealing with this issue of like they hired and farmed up internally for so long that they were used to starting people like at entry level and then incrementally like giving them raises, like decently substantial raises. But everybody knows the biggest rate, if you want to get the biggest raise, go to a different company. Yeah. Um, and then now they're to the point where they can't just keep farming these people up. They're growing to where they have to bring other people in that have way more experience at these higher level director VP roles. So they've got to pay them more than their directors and VPs. Yeah. Well, the problem is like nowadays compared to the olden days, everybody talks about what they make in the workplace. Yeah. And then now that that's happening, it's like as soon as Susie finds out that Sally yeah. makes more, going straight to the hiring manager being like, what the fuck? How dude, does she make $10,000 more than what I do? Dude, there was a TikTok video that went viral this week of a girl who made a Google Doc sheet that has over 40,000 people who have wrote where they work and how much they make. It has everything from their base salary to signing bonuses. I mean, it's literally 40,000 people have wrote on there. You can see where all these people work at and how much money they make. Yep. So that's just like you said. Like it used to be, you don't talk about what you make or anything, mm -hmm. but now it's like wide open. Right. Yeah, it used to be considered taboo where it's like, yeah, I mean, you never you never heard anyone talk about it and it always seemed like something that was really bad to talk about. And now it's like, and I've told this to people that I've recruited as well. It's like, we talk about that shit here. There's a leaderboard. And yeah. if you want to know if you're doing well, take a look and see how much business you've written this year. You can figure out how much that person's made in commissions. Yeah. Do you want more? Go get fucking more. That's what I was always used to. We literally had to have a white, we had a whiteboard. Everyone made the same commissions. Everyone had the same base salary. So it's like, you know who's making the most yeah, amount but that, of money. Yeah, but I mean, those are all production. Different. You know Correct. what I mean? Like, you're like, if you're talking to operations, yeah. position, like a marketing role, right? Like, you know, those are the, that's the times where you it see is. this shit. You're 100% right. But at the end of the day, it's like everybody wants to make more money. And I think mostly right about now, is typically the time people are worried about making more money because they're setting goals for 2022. Transition. Which, better transition, is what guys? We is did that, is that better? Yeah, that was is that great. better? Okay, that was nice work. Cool, thank you. And for us to reach those goals, everybody, please go to Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review. Yes, 100%. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, just so it looks like our subscriptions go up. Matt yes, also so. said that we were looking for an anal lube uh, sponsor. I said we would fucking take money from anybody, uh, is what I said. I thought you specifically said that one. No, I don't just think an so. Just Did you an hear example. That? I, I think I was actually out of the room for that one, but <laughs> I do believe it happened. So uh, <laughs> I, we do want to get into the goals. Um, that was actually a pretty good shoot the shit, um, but obviously Dan's on a time crunch. So we do want to segue over to goals. So before we get into kind of what we talked about, what our plan is for 2022, let's start it off with some quotes. I got a quote. So uh, I've been listening to uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, and um, I got a quote from him. So uh, this is, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you mm -hmm. fall to the level of your systems. Um, and near, I guess near the end of this year, I've been definitely thinking about my business as far as what systems we need to have in place. We already have a few um, to help like our recruiting go well, but trying to figure out where we can get 
involved with our existing, like our existing clients, how we can get back in front of them. And um, it just makes me think at, I mean, any level of any sort of business, if you don't have a process and, and you're not habitual with something that you do daily or weekly, um, that you're, you're never going to hit those goals. So I like that one. Okay. I have a quote. <clears throat> Setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible by Tony Robbins. It's a good one. So, yeah, I like that one. Um, especially with the manifesting aspect to it. Uh, I've been thinking about, like, manifesting that I've I've actually done in the past that I didn't even realize that I was doing. Now I have some shit that it was like, holy shit, you know. And some stuff you can manifest a little faster than other stuff. The bigger the thing that you want or the goal that you have, the longer that manifestation might take. So mm-hmm. that's why I like that one. Nice. That's good. Uh, mine is a goal properly set is halfway reached by Zig Ziglar. Kind of like the <laughs> same sort of thing that you're saying, Dan. Like you got to kind of, you got to know the direction you're headed before you start going there. So I think it's good to sit down like we did today. You know, we set our goals of where we wanted to be for next year. And uh, that's kind of, you know, now we know what we need to do to get there. Yep. <clears throat> so mine is persistence is more important than talent when it comes to achieving goals. So as opposed to how we set goals, I, um, sorry, that was Calvin Coolidge. I don't know if I said that, but uh, I think the important part of that is we can all get super pumped up when it comes to actually setting goals. And then a month, two months, three months, first quarter goes by, and then we start to fall off. Um, and we don't, we, the reason we don't end up hitting our goals is because we stop, right? Yeah. We, uh, it's really cool to look at a big picture board or a vision board and uh, or a big number when it comes to terms of revenue. But like after a few weeks of, or months, whenever something falls off, that's when shit, I guess, really hits the fan. So in order to hit those goals, you got to stay on the daily tasks. You got to stay on the weekly, the monthly, the quarterly. You got to keep updating. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's like a audit thing, you know? And I think Ed Milet talks about um, he breaks his day into like three, three days? Three, like six-hour blocks. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Where, you know, he's always auditing and um, what did I do by the hour to move my business forward? Yeah, so I think it's, he actually sets, yeah, I think it's three six-hour days. So he's got like his six hours before work, his core six hours of work and his six hours of like family time when he gets home or whatever it is. And then he like sets goals for each of those six hours. I'm pretty sure is what it is. Yeah. That's just, definitely a daily thing because, like, I am probably on a good week. <clears throat> I'll audit it once a week. Like, what did I do this week? To you know, but some people do it every hour. You know, yeah. And so it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'd say I'm more of a monthly guy. It's tough. It, it's tough yeah. to do it every week. Auditing's but. tough in general. Like, it just for me. It do like that. It just Dan, like you and I go through this all the time. Like the actual admin of like going through like everything is just always seems like a waste of time because it's so daunting. But at the end of the day, every time that we do it, it's like, okay, we have such a clear picture of where we need to go. You know what yeah, I mean? I don't, sure. I don't know if you guys do this, but I started doing it a couple months ago. I look at my PL like once a month. Just to, like, it's like a motivation thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Just year to date, see where I'm at. Yeah. Gives me an idea. Is that just automated on your, your... Just through QuickBooks. Through QuickBooks? Yeah. Just pop it up, see where I'm at, compare it to last year, see if I'm doing better or worse. Yeah. That's, I think that's a good, you know, mm-hmm. it's like measuring... You know, yeah. measuring your weight on a scale, right? It's oh. Like, how are you? It might doing? be super unhealthy to do, though. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, I definitely. So, I have. Uh, I hate my bank, but they gave me a cash flow monitor on their app, and uh, I don't want to give them like any props. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to say the name ever. 
But I do like looking at that because it shows me how much I've spent, how much we made, yeah. what is the difference every month, the average over the last 12 months. Because like sometimes I get receivables late or I yeah. get them early. Like it's not, it doesn't always match up. So, yeah. but I do like looking at the average over, over extended period of time. So Brad, do you, so I'm curious, like for um, you guys here, do you pay yourself like a salary or like as far as like your personal expenses, do you separate those out? Oh yeah, I like, dude. I, I'm sure I go way overboard. Like, I because I claim everything. I do a lot of stuff right. through credit card, through PayPal, through Venmo. Like any any money I get in or send out through any of those, I track through personal and business. Okay, so it's like probably way overboard. But like, if I ever get audited, I am clean. If so, you don't. So, you, but you don't pay yourself like a set salary. No, it's just I anything. Don't pay a set salary. It's just anything through those other things. So you basically are claiming you that affords you the opportunity to claim nothing yeah. almost. Like right? it's like a, as weird as it is, like as far as tax purposes go, you want to end the year making like a dollar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As, as far as tax purposes go. So yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> and now that like, and that's the, one of the benefits of like getting into the, like the real estate stuff because the depreciation on that stuff, like the, the $7,000 I spent on like putting a new privacy fence on the place, like any like little repairs, like all that shit is like taken away from my overall. So it all kind of, lumps together. It's uh it's a little messy now with everything. That's why I've like got an accountant that's just handling like fucking everything. Yeah. But yeah, the goal of mine is to literally like every trip, every fucking expense, every fucking thing I do, whether it's a virtual assistant or the podcast, it's like find a way to loop that into the business so it looks like I make as little money as possible. Yeah. Right. I wasn't sure if like so just for example, like you guys paying your mortgage on your house or if someone right. were paying rent, would so, you pay that from your business account or so, would you No, so what I uh, what I do is like just so that we don't overspend. Because for me, it'd be easy to overspend sometimes. I'm just stupid shit, nothing crazy. But uh, so pay a monthly salary to the family that we live on, you know. And then if I want something, I guess I can go get it, you know, here and there. But <laughs> do you, So then do you bonus yourself or do you no, just pull I from just, that account? No, I just, like, it's an owner uh, Owner draw. draw. Okay. Yeah, it's a draw. It's a draw. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just curious because I just set myself up for Which like, doesn't base- come off of your... Gross. If you draw, you still have to claim taxes on it. Yeah. So I wasn't sure because I set set myself up with a base salary through QuickBooks because I I started paying my started with my admin a month ago, a little bit over a month ago. So I just went ahead and added myself a base salary. So now I get a consistent paycheck where I'm basically I'm paying myself forty grand a year and then trying to live within that as best I can for anything that's like totally personal but for the most part i find myself swiping my business card quite a bit because if it's like something today like jimmy john's like that was my business card like that i see this as a business expense yeah. Yeah. um or any meals and entertainment right um even if it's the end of the day i work late i go grab dinner like that's going on meals and entertainment as far as that's concerned and then like i pay my my personal rent with my with any money that i get from that and then like even gym and stuff like that and any of my benefits i roll through my business account. So I was just curious and, and maybe I'm going off on a, a, t- a tangent yeah. here, but I feel like that's where I missed a really big opportunity um, early on in my career was incorporating sooner and having an LLC because my net dollar was so much smaller by just having that money go straight into a personal checking account versus running that through an LLC. And anyone can get an LLC. I mean, even Sal, like making, I'm guessing with like a base salary, he could run his fucking income 
through there if he wanted to and probably make more out of every dollar. I don't know if you can do that, right? I don't think you can like run the like a base salary or something. I think you have to have a legit an, business You have expenses. to have a business. Yeah, you gotcha. have to like, yes. It's got to like claim. But like you have an EIN. I'm just thinking of like yeah. any sort of loophole. But well, any, well, like he could get one though, right? I mean, you got to have, you have to offer a service and you have to get paid through that and service. And actually you can, and, the, and it's, so there is a way to do, but like after X amount of years, I think two or three years, like, it's not legitimate if there's like no money coming into it. Yeah, like gotcha. Money. It's yeah. a hobby. Then. <clears throat> yeah, gotcha. Um, so, do you guys have any goals in particular that you have set for 2022 that you guys want to talk about? I mean, for me, I'm I'm really um, I I'm not sure how to quantify it yet and say like this is where I want to be, um, but I'm really taking a look at my leadership style and uh, just working on that as a skill set. More than anything, um, I actually think I'm a little soft <laughs> when it comes to it, and so um, I'm working on on how to handle that in certain situations and just sharpening that's that skill set. So um, that's mm-hmm. the big one for me. I mean, I have other goals. Um, yep. Also, but- just to go off of that, Dan, um, we were sitting there thinking about like, oh, we we did this like goal planning last year, and then we nobody like everybody lost the document that we like actually wrote those goals on. So by going over a couple of the goals here, it'll be a good way to go back and be like, what the fuck was my goal? I remember one of mine. I did hit it, but... Yeah, I know what it was. You want to talk about it? I don't want to say it on the pod. I know what it was. You want to talk about it? (laughs) Nah. No? Okay. I mean, it's a financial one. Yeah. Yeah. So... um, I got that text message. Insert Lil Wayne's song, (laughs) Amelie. Rich, can you add that? Oh, shit. Um... What about anybody else? Anybody got any goals in particular that they want to share? That they're- so, I mean, I'm kind of in the same position as Dan. Like, I don't want to actually throw the numbers out, but like, I'm at a, I'm at a point in my business that I, I've, I've reached a, a pretty good number that I, I like, but I'm ready to like take a really big step up. Like, I want to level up. Like, I want to get to that point where if I want to fucking charter the plane <clears throat> to fucking Cabo with the boys, it's like, you just fucking throw the Amex on the fucking table and we fucking go. So for me to do that, like I, I want to get to, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I had like a 45 minute talk yesterday about it. And I think something I've never done is I never really leveraged any debt. Like I have a lot of money sitting just in a money market account in my checking account that's making me nothing. Yep. And yep. I'm ready to, <clears throat> whether that's acquiring more businesses, whether that's, throwing it into some different investments that I've been looking at. Um, that's that's my goal for this year. Like, I, It does no good to not have debt if I'm planning on it making me money. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm... Fo- like, I'm throwing money at something this year that I'm hoping is going to like put me to another I mean, level. I think if you look at a lot of super successful people financially, they are leveraging debt. You have to. I mean, that's the only way to build equity yeah. and then cash flow positive. Yeah, I want to try and cash flow as many things as I can in the next year. So for those, for the people that are listening and like explain, because I think we have a lot of younger listeners, right? So can you like dive into exactly what you mean by that and how they can prepare to do something like that? No, well, I was just going to say like, that sounded like the ultimate, hey, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but (laughs) I'm going to say we have younger listeners. (laughs) No, and and basically let's say you take out- Guys, it was a good fucking transition. It's a great question. Let's say you take out a $100,000 loan to buy a Damn piece of equipment and the loan costs you 
uh, I, I'm just throwing a random number, thousand bucks a month. No. And y- with that piece of equipment, you can either rent that for, let's say, $1,500 a month, or yeah. you can own or operate it for $2,200 a month, or whatever it is. Like It's going to make you more the, money than the loan costs what you. You're paying, what you're renting it out for is more than, or if it's a business, you yeah. know, it's making more than the payment for yeah, purchase exactly. of it. So, or, or like the the really common one, and the one that I have the most experience with is real estate, right? Yeah. So, in my case, I'm putting significantly, and if you listen to the Craig Curlop, you can understand how to put like a really low down payment on through house hacking. But like the traditional way is like, okay, if you want to buy a three hundred thousand dollar house, uh, you have to put twenty percent down, uh, and it's a duplex. But then you can rent it out for, let's say, twenty five. Hundred a month is what you're going to make in rents, but the mortgage payment is only sitting at about fifteen hundred a month. So not only are you making a thousand dollars a month off of that, but you also have people paying down that debt. Uh, That that liability then becomes an asset, and it's you know, and that's like I said, that's a real estate way. And and not to like knock on your strategy because it's it's working, but Mm -hmm. like I, the reason I'm so nervous about like doing like. Uh, real estate investments is I feel like for me to get that wealth that I really want is going to take me too long doing it through real estate. Well, it just depends on how many units that you want to get. Well, yeah. But I think it's it's a very safe play from a cash flow positive uh, yeah. perspective. For I what totally I'm doing yeah. and, and the, the fact that I don't have the children, you know, towards like yeah. I can move once a year. I don't have the children in the family like, yeah. and it's one a year. So lower maintenance um, is a lot easier. But for what you're talking about, yes, you'd have to put a good amount of time and money into it. Also, if not that, then you'd have to go deeper and deeper in debt and in terms yeah. of like you buy a place and then a year you refi cash out. Yes. So you get 80, you can get 80% right. of the money uh, that like the home is valued at or whatever. Yeah. And then you can use that to leverage bigger multifamilies. And then, you know, you're talking apartment complexes yes. and a lot of people get fucking loaded off that, but yeah. like super fucking high risk when you're talking about like scaling it at that. And it can, obviously bankrupt and blow up in people's face when you have millions of dollars worth of debt. What I always find interesting about that though is like if you have an apartment complex, say it's 20 units and it's 75% occupied, like your risk is actually much lower than having a duplex. Yeah, but it's about getting- As far as diversity. Getting occupied for the right price. No, it's about money. It's about getting the money to put a down payment on that. Well, that's that's what's amazing. Like if you look at, you know, let's just throw, you know, Trump Tower out. It's like- he leveraged that to get this thing, yeah. and it cash flows positive. It's it's the same as me owning a you know two hundred thousand dollar rental house. Only he just decided to make it a you know billion dollar building or yeah. whatever it is. You know, and this the cash flow is that much more. You know, right. so but there's a lot of people that do it. Grant Cardone is not you know Grant Cardone does like a he has a weird thing where he takes other people's money and then invests it for them. Yeah. I forget what the name of it is. Shit. Uh, not sure. I'll have to get that for the next spot. Well, that's what, that's like, so as, as far as goals go, that's like, I think what I've decided I want to do is like, I want to, uh, like, I want to be like an acquisition company almost. Like, I want to find businesses that, because I feel like it's a golden opportunity right now. There's so many baby boomers who are at that point that they're like, they've, they've owned a business for fucking <clears throat> 30 years, 40 years, and they're checked out. Like they just want yeah, out. Of they, it. There's going to be more M and A going on than any other time, but there's also going to be a lot of people shutting down their business. So you could yeah. technically find people who are just like, oh, I'm going to retire, um, and where you could give them the option. But I would, st- I would, my opinion is, if anybody's thinking about doing that, is maybe stick with a niche versus a bunch of various ones. Like if you're going to, let's totally say, agree. I want to do yeah. um, 
printing company, right? Like find a find printing companies throughout the United States and just acquire as many small shops as you can, you know? Because well, then, yes. you, then you're just plugging yeah. in process and procedures. Well, what I was going to say about that is like, say a printing company, say you, say you purchase the biggest printing company in St. Louis. What I would do is I would find who's their supplier for ink, who's their supplier for paper. Stuff, items that you're purchasing through somebody else, acquire them. Yeah, wrap them up. That's that right. like that's kind of my goal. So yeah, so either what Dan was saying, which is like stick to the exact same thing, or like you said, um, stick to the Add similar on industries as much value could, to your yes. businesses. Well, you can. and it'll just allow you to know the industries that much more, yeah. and all the key components that go into making a company like that. Yeah. So, so that's my goal. I want to own another business by next year. So when you're looking at that, are you looking at? I mean, obviously they have a business that already runs, but are you looking at like their client base in terms of? What they already have, or I'm does that even matter? I'm just looking at their earnings, cash flow. Okay, yep, that's yeah, that's thing. it. Yeah. You want to be able to cash flow the business, yeah, or you want to see an opportunity to where you can ca- you can make it cash flow better. Yeah, um, cool. So going off that question um, about 2022 goals, do you, it's been a year now? I think right at a year is when we were in Colorado. So do you? What are the biggest differences that you guys see in yourself? And besides like the financial, like besides uh, what the bank statements say, like where are the biggest areas that you've grown between December of 2020 and December of 2021? I think for me, like I've been able to put together a business that um, can can almost run itself, you know? And so I've been able to look at the future more than be reactive. And so that's just helped with starting to scale um, that's a business one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the same weight, so that sucks, but... You didn't put any on? N- no. <laughs> Maybe three pounds. I don't know. Three pounds of that mullet. Yeah. That's right. That's if fine. I cut my hair, I'd lose five. nice. Yeah. Um, Bobby, I, why don't you start talking? I knew you made some fucking pretty big changes. Yeah. Um, shoot, man. I mean, last year it was a lot of just... Uh, I mean, for me, the big thing in 2020 was obviously um, no longer uh, drinking or doing drugs. But then from there, it was like, okay, well, what else? What else can I do? Um, so, from a savings standpoint, um, I'm I'm by no means even close to where I need to be. But um, as far as I mean, financially, definitely a lot uh, more comfortable. Um, but definitely have that want like Brad, where it's like, all right, well, I want some more. Um, and then figuring out where where I can invest that after listening to Rich Dad Poor Dad, the the assets <clears throat> over liabilities was a big deal um, to me. And I actually was really close to buying a Peloton because I just had the money and I was like, I'm gonna buy a fucking Peloton. And I was listening to the book and I was like, what the fuck am I doing thinking about buying a Peloton? That is absolutely a liability. Um, and I actually took that money and I invested that in a, a uh, actually a texting service to use for recruiting um, for me and uh, Kylie to use. And then I actually took the other part of what I thought I would spend over the rest of the year and just put that money aside into some savings. So other than that, um, as far as the growth's concerned, I think there's been a lot of growth for me from a like a mental standpoint has been a, a big thing for me. And then just understanding a little bit more of how I can build systems within my own business that'll allow me to automate more things. So going into 2022, how can I automate more shit in my business so I can actually do less and focus on other assets that I can use so I can have the freedom of time, like what Curlop talked so much about. Yeah, that's awesome. Brad? Uh, For me, I think like if you look back in a year, um, I mean, obviously I'm always money motivated, but uh, 
I think the biggest thing for me is we started doing this podcast. We started gaining a little bit of, I guess, popularity. And I started getting a lot of people to reach out to me. And they were offering advice. And I, I think I soaked up as like more in the last year than I ever have. And I think that's kind of like, not to say that like I'm auditing my circle, but I feel like I'm growing at like, I'm, I'm starting to take those next steps to like get into the next circle, if that makes sense. Where I'm like getting rid of people who are useless to me and moving forward with people who are like, can provide a lot of value to me. And I've been trying to take as much like advantage of that as much as possible so it's like free knowledge. And I think like if you look back a year ago, I would have been like, oh, I, f- I can fig- fig- figure this out. Figure it out yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I so think it's we, a weird growth thing, but like... like it is. But I think I it's a maturity back, thing. Dude, it's, yeah. and it's so true. Like, and you're just tipping the iceberg of that new mentality, right? Yeah. So it's like, I, I, it's tough to look back because thinking about a year ago, it doesn't think like, like a year, not no. all that much yeah. can happen. But it's like realistically, like the mindset changes, shifts financial, whatever, like any areas of our life, like we've all jumped leaps and bounds and we can all see it like in each other. Um, I'll keep mine quick. I think the, the, probably the few biggest things that I saw in terms of change, um, definitely like how a business operates, like between like learning from Bedros, learning a little bit from like Frisella, like having our own discussions about it. Uh, and Craig Ballantyne is one too, but understanding that it's like the goal isn't to just like have a business and be like the face of the the business. The goal is to have your business running without you and growing without you while you work on as opposed to in your business. Probably the biggest thing, and it's, you, we can see that like as like the team grows. Um, I think the 75 hard was awesome. And, um, you know, in phase one, I'm going to finish out the uh, the full program, but 75 hard there, gave, gave a lot of... Uh, you know, definitely gave a lot of perspective to important things in my life. Um, I think that was a, a pretty big one. And then also, uh, my goals, which I won't get into too many of them, but um, my goals this year, my number one is not money. So, which is interesting to Are think about. Are you talking about. about moving forward or the my, last no, year? Like my goal of 2022, like my main okay. focus and goal of 2022 always my number one is like top line revenue, top yeah, yeah. line revenue. Uh, my number one is actually like working on myself a little bit um, in terms of just like my relationships with like everything. And um, which is interesting. And I'm actually super pumped up about it. Now I have financial goals for sure. Yeah. Uh, but what I'm realizing is like in terms of like finances, in terms of where I want to be and like, especially money I'm spending for like not having a fucking mortgage or having to pay rent and like all this other shit. It's like I am well beyond where I wanted to be like five years ago. Um, and so I think setting this like arbitrary number of like, you know, X amount yeah. of money and just like trying to like hit an outlandish number isn't the important thing. But I really do believe that it's like if I use 2022 to start to work on myself and these areas of improvement of self, that the money is going to fucking come and the business is going to come and everything else will kind of fall into place. So I'd say those are probably the biggest like shifts I've had in uh, 2021. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, mine also isn't really a monetary one, but I'm at a point where I can afford my lifestyle. I don't, you know, I don't, obviously I want my lifestyle to, to keep increasing with time, but now I'm at a point where I really need to focus on myself to set a foundation for like the next level. And I think that'll take me a year, so. Yeah, and Matt said something that like, 
I've thought about a lot lately. And that's like, if you look back five years of where you were, like you would have never thought you were here. Like you would have never thought you would have reached this point. And like, I've thought about that a lot lately. And like, not to say that like, I'm using a measuring stick of like Andy Frisella, but the dude's like fucking like 13 years older than us. Yep. And like, yeah. he, he's at a position that I'd like to be at, you know, at least. Right. And I'm like sitting here thinking, okay, well, I have fucking like 13 years to get there. Okay. So what do I have to do to get there? And it's like, it goes by fast. So it's like, I don't know if it's like a, a rush thing or it's like a maybe like enjoy the journey along the way because I did get lost in that a little bit where I've just been like work, 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 work. And like this last year, I've probably enjoyed myself more than any other year. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I like, I, I wouldn't say I got a second job, but like I got another source of income at the end of the year that was like, more than most people make in a year. Right. In like three months. And like I told my wife, I was like, we're going to like enjoy this money. Well, like, it's a mindset shift, yeah. right? Because like you think like I got to work my, like you or you talked about employees and how to yeah. like outsource like different aspects of your job towards the beginning of the year and like different avenues of revenue. Remember that was one of your yeah. goals, like yeah. another business and like yeah. you, you're obviously well in the works of that as opposed, uh, as opposed to a year ago. But I think it goes back to the quote where it's like you people typically underestimate what they can do in a year, overestimate what they can do in a year, underestimate what they can do in five years. Yeah. Well, looking back, it's like you look at the past five years, any one of us would be like, what the fuck happened? How did we get here? I didn't even have a business five years ago. No. Yeah. Fuck no. Like, Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was saying is like, it's just crazy that the manifestation process with that quote I was, can dude. take can take so long yeah. you know but yeah like literally fucking lake house like poof six years ago i was fucking swiping on fucking tinder in my mom's basement well like, <laughs> only one part of that's changed <laughs> <laughs> yeah true true probably get you more accepts. Yeah. <laughs> true true yep um but no it's it's cool um it's really cool to kind of see where you've come again it's a, probably a better measuring stick to measure five years ago so you can appreciate it a little more but uh mindset my there's it's cool to talk about this stuff as opposed to just the obvious measuring sticks, which yeah. is the finances, which is like maybe what your body looks like or any of these others, all very important. But in terms of like mindset shift to where it's like, okay, now we're at a completely different level where I'm already thinking about like what I can accomplish 10 times that I'm doing right now. Yeah. When five years ago, you were like, that'd be fucking amazing. I'd be set. I'd probably never have to do anything if I could get there. Right. I yeah. always think about that. Like if you told me, if I'm ever like in a slump, I'll be like, okay, tomorrow's day one and I get to wake up and I have this business that does this amount of revenue and I have this and I have this. Like, that's way better than I got to start with five years ago. So get the fuck out of the slump and just get yeah. going. So, yeah. Like, pretend you have like a thousand dollars and that's your zero. Yeah. But yeah. they gave you, but somebody yeah. just said, here's a business. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And uh, so, anyways, I always look at it that way. For sure. I think one of the things that's cool to, in talking about all of this, and um, and I know that we're dance probably needs to be out of here a while ago, but uh, we were talking we were, we were talking earlier about uh, this day and our planning of how we wanted to give back, right? Um, and uh, talking about what we can do with some local universities and some young entrepreneurs and continue our our bros and business stuff like that. So from all the stuff that's been that we've learned over the last year and a half or so, um, be able to 
give that back now. Um, so I know there's a few people here, like Brad, I know you have some relationships with Webster and Dan, you know some people, um, I can't remember which... Uh, university. I don't we're know talking anybody. About. Oh, I thought you were saying something. But I, um, <laughs> I, I have a relationship with a career center at Lindenwood um, because of uh, because of Aflac. So trying to give back as much as we can and um, get some good information in front of some young people who need to hear this at a younger age than um, we might have. Yeah. So um, I, this actually turned out to be a really good episode. I was I was super surprised because we didn't really have an, a Do lot of an episode. Do I? Yeah. Especially I, I, sometimes I doubt the episode after the episode. Yeah, yeah like after we this go through it. This is a good, good solid episode. Like yeah, the one solid. you lost us with, like yeah. in, within 10 minutes. I wasn't the most But we have a structure at the beginning and it just made it a banger. Yes. If everyone would have just paid the $10 for that emotional intelligence survey, it would have been fine. Right, or done <laughs> the 45 minutes. Somebody got ripped that far. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You did make yeah. it that far. So the, the big thing that you all need to know about next year, realistically, um, most of our numbers don't matter, but I would say is just we're planning on doing 18 total events, 12 of which are going to be the bros in business and networking, even though it's such a cringy word. Uh, it's going to be just like it has been, which is going to be people helping other people, like all of us workshopping through our goals, trying to make us better business owners, leaders, family, friends, like you fucking name it. Um, because we started this podcast a little over a year ago. And the leaps and bounds that we've made in just a year is incredible. So if we've got five people doing it right now, if we can get a core group of 20 guys, I mean, sky's the fucking limit on what we're going to be able to do. High percentage growth. Yes. Exponential numbers. High percentage growth. So uh, we appreciate you guys. Um, obviously, if you have any questions, reach out to us. Typically, Instagram is the best way for that. Hit us on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we've even got a Twitter floating out there somewhere. Uh, more importantly, yeah, we're about to have YouTube really, really up and running. So feel free to subscribe to that. And uh, yeah, subscribe on every platform you possibly can that podcasts are in. Ratings and reviews. Yep. And then... Anything else? No, that's it. <laughs> I'm just trying to plug every <laughs> right, possible good. thing. All right, guys, we appreciate it. Deuces. Thanks, guys. And follow Dan Grinder on Instagram. <laughs>